Hello, happy new year, and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for January 2nd, 2024. All right, all right. Hope you had a fantastic and safe holiday weekend, even though you didn't win last night's Powerball lottery. I hope all your dreams and wishes come true this year. There was one ticket sold at a place called the Food Castle in Grand Blank, Michigan, that did match all the numbers and the Powerball for $842.4 million. And I doubt, I seriously doubt that that person is listening to the podcast right now, but you never know. Several other tickets in several other states, not any of my tickets, were good for a million bucks as well. What a way to start off the new year. Can you only imagine? Was not a good start to the new year in Japan, where the death toll is expected to rise today after a series of earthquakes on New Year's Day. And this morning, a Japan Airlines jetliner caught fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane while landing at Tokyo's International Airport. Reports say more than 350 passengers and crew all somehow miraculously got out safely. But the six people on the Coast Guard plane did not make it. In Israel and Gaza, the war continued right through the New Year holiday. This is Newsmax Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen on New Year's Day. Uh, No fireworks in the sky over Israel for New Year's Eve at midnight, but rockets fired by terrorists. And we're talking just seconds into 2024. I'll have more on that in just a moment. But first, Israel has eliminated another Hamas terror leader, Nukba uh, Company Commander Adil Misma, who led the massacre of Kibbutz Kisufim. He has been killed in an Israeli airstrike. Okay, now back to Hamas, peppering the sky over Israel with more than 20 projectiles. Red alert, warning sirens sounding in central and southern Israel. Iron Dome did its job, intercepting most of the rockets, others that weren't going to hit anything landing in open areas. No one was hurt. Meantime, demonstrators gathered in front of Israel's defense ministry, uh, the compound in Tel Aviv. It's right across the street from where I'm standing. It's called the Kiria, demanding the release of more than 120 or so hostages, including, by the way, still between five and 10 Americans in captivity. The head of the Mossad, David Barnea, told family members Israel is working to bring their loved ones home. This is the New Year Eve, and everyone's supposed to be happy, but we are not happy. We cannot be happy because our beloved somewhere under the ground at the Gaza Strip, and we want them home today, tonight, with us. Another major development, President Biden is pulling the USS Ford strike group close to three months since it was deployed here in the wake of the October 7th massacre. The administration says the Ford is returning to the U.S. as originally scheduled. The pullout comes as Israel's fight with Hezbollah in Lebanon appears to be intensifying as Iran-backed Houthi rebels from Yemen are attacking ships in the Red Sea. Now, the USS Eisenhower is remaining in place in the Middle East. And one other thing I want to say as I send it back to you, we've just learned Israel is planning to withdraw some troops from Gaza. Reservists from at least two brigades will be sent home this week. Another three brigades will be returning home to continue training. That's Newsmax Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen. Yesterday, the U.S. again fired on the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels that continue threatening tankers in that region, killing multiple militia. President Biden and the First Lady stretched their New Year holiday out as long as they possibly could. They returned to the White House earlier today from a near-week-long vacation in St. Croix. So... 
here we are, January 2024 now, 11 months away from one of the most important and defining presidential elections in decades. This year's election. Back on Friday, which feels like two weeks ago now, I said the weekend would be filled with countdowns and the top of this for 2023, the top of that for the year. Here's the top 10 of this. On the Newsmax New Year's Eve special, there was a look back at President Biden's 2023 highlights, which were mostly lowlights, visuals like falling on the steps to Air Force One or on the stage of the Air Force Academy and some odd interactions with kids. Obviously, you can't see it if I play it on the podcast, but there are many people, myself included, that believe Joe Biden will not be the Democrats candidate several months from now. But if he is, if he is, I and others have been saying that a vote for Joe is really a vote for Kamala Harris. Here is some audio of the vice president's highlights. As you know, we're ringing in some of the biggest headlines, biggest news stories of 2023, and we cannot do that without talking about Vice President Kamala Harris, because you just never know what you may hear when she speaks. AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. Well, the president and I feel very strongly that we should not be burdened by things the way they've always been. We should be looking to what should be. What is the actual role on a daily basis as you have found it? Well, I have the great privilege of serving with Joe Biden, who was president of the United States. <laughs> We've got to cover a lot of bases and let's figure out how between us we can do it. But he is um, an extraordinary leader. That's an excellent answer. And uh, the question was, what is the job of the vice president? <laughs> and your answer is part of the job, I'm guessing. <laughs> the president and I obviously have a lot of work to do to earn our reelection, but I am confident we're going to win. It is about freedom, right? In and including, and this is a very maybe simple point, but I think very important, the freedom to just be. Uh, the challenge that we have as an administration is we got to let people know who brought it to them. <laughs> That's our challenge. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. Think about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. And I again want to thank the secretary for your work. Uh, this issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. <laughs> it's that basic. If we want fair outcomes, we must understand what are disparities and then 
accommodate and adjust for those disparities if we want equal outcomes. Innovation, I believe to be the pursuit of what can be unburdened by what has been. Okay, okay, I can't take any more. That is our vice president, the chosen one. Send that to your Democrat friends or family members. A vote for Joe is really a vote for Kamala. How scary is that? But I still say Joe ain't going to make it. Carl Higby, host of Frontline, agrees. I don't think he's actually going to be the candidate ultimately. I think I'm going to make a bold prediction here, but with all the controversy swooling around with money transfers, his son's tax evasion charges, probable contempt of Congress for Hunter, and the rest of the laundry list of things, I think the Democratic Party is going to try to bump him off the ticket. Now, does Joe Biden go along with it? I don't know, 50-50. He's not really a team player, folks. Everything in Biden's life has been about Joe Biden. He's smarter than everyone else. Just ask him. Because I've acquired a hell of a lot of wisdom. I know more than the vast majority of people. I'm more experienced than anybody's ever run for the office. <laughs> no, he's not. There's a real possibility, though, he doesn't bow out. At which point, the Democratic Party will then be forced to release all the dirt they have on him in, in an attempt to get him out. And they're gonna, probably all the Democrats are going to vote for impeachment and removal in the Senate based on all that dirt. In that case, I say the Republicans should not vote to remove him and just watch the Democratic Party go down in flames. The other 50% chance is that he does actually dip out completely, blames his health or his family or whatever, and, and I think Newsom or someone like him steps in, which leads me to my next prediction for 2024. None of that matters, because Trump is going to walk all over these people. They have screwed everything up so royally. I mean, unbelievable. Markets, real estate, media, especially, st I mean, stupid people have, have just taken this to the next level. Trump is going to blow Biden out of the water or whoever else steps in because it's bad. And one of the most important reasons he's going to have an electoral landslide is because for the last three years, he's been quietly suing states to make sure that our elections are going to be as accountable as they possibly can be. And he's been winning. So buckle up. I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Happy New Year. Carl Higby is the host of Frontline, 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. If you were paying any attention at all over the weekend, you know that outside of the war, the news cycle was pretty much consumed with the presidential election and Donald Trump, as it usually is, especially after the ruling by Maine's Secretary of State. Let's get a recap from Emma Reckenberg and Bob Brooks on Monday's American Agenda. As we enter the new year, we are tracking the latest political headlines of the 2024 election cycle. We're following the latest of Maine's, where the state's Democratic Secretary of State is removing former President Donald Trump from the state's presidential primary ballot. Shanna Bellos now becoming the first elected official to, make, uh, to take action unilaterally as the U.S. Supreme Court is set to decide whether Trump remains eligible to return to the White House. She says the evidence against Trump determines he engaged in insurrection. In Michigan, the state Supreme Court rejected an attempt to remove Trump from its state's ballot. Meantime, California also appears to keep the former president on the primary ballot. As for Colorado, Trump's name will remain on the Colorado GOP primary ballot, quote, unless the U.S. Supreme Court declines to take the case or otherwise affirms the Colorado Supreme Court ruling. 
so again, we're going to dive into this story here and also anticipating That's the right. appeal from both the Colorado GOP and potentially the Trump legal team. So, well, a lot to break down here for us here this afternoon. So joining us now are our Newsmax contributors, Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tensing. Joe, I'm going to start with you. Wow. I, and we talk about this all the time. What division this creates in the country? I, I, does Shanna Bella know this? Or does she, is she oblivious to it? Is she living in a bubble? I think it could be a mixture of all that. Uh, it's all of the above. For those of us who were drafted during the Vietnam War, re we remember the saying, in order to save the village, you must destroy it first. Um, the Democrats believe that in order to save democracy, you have to destroy democracy by preventing leading candidates from getting on the ballot. Uh, this is, as I said the other day during another discussion of this, this is the the front. The the Democrats have now put out stupidity as their major position in, in politics. This is really stupid. It's a stupid idea, but it's vicious and it's the nature of Democratic politics in America today. You know, we, we had a guest on earlier in the program, Politico reporter Daniel Lippman. Uh, Victoria, he seemed to be unsure about how the Supreme Court might rule in this case. Perhaps it could be divided uh, when ultimately it makes its way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. What's your view on that? The Supreme Court has got to be unanimous in this decision. Uh, if, if you go back to the framers, oh, that's what the Supreme Court court is supposed to do, look at the framers' intent. Can you imagine telling the people who wrote this amendment uh, over 150 years ago, hey, in, a, in 150 years, a, an unelected state official of one party is going to remove the presidential candidate of the other party because he made a speech and others, not him, walked into the Capitol for a couple of hours. So do you really think that the, that the people who passed the 14th Amendment after the Civil War, wanted to allow one state, maybe Mississippi, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, the people at the heart of the Confederacy to decide who was going to be running for president. Good Lord, what a the stupid <laughs> interpretation of this yeah. of this by the people, the Democrats. Attorneys Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tunzing on American Agenda. And this is former Superior Court Judge Andrew Napolitano on Wake Up America. Judge, I want to ask you about what happened in Maine a few days ago. The Secretary of State there, of course, keeping Trump off the ballot following Colorado's footsteps there, looking at Section 5 of the 14th Amendment, which she cited in her decision. It clearly states the power to enforce this amendment comes from Congress. Does she really have any power to do this? You know, it's a crazy situation. That's a wonderful question. It's a crazy situation that they have in Maine, uh, whereby a single unelected official can decide who gets on the ballot and who doesn't without charges, without a trial, without a jury, without any conviction, without any finding of fault uh, on the part of Donald Trump. So that decision in Maine is being challenged by the Republican Party in Maine, asking a judge to overrule her. At the same time, the Colorado decision is sitting in the Supreme Court document. docket. Mm -hmm. The court meets this Friday, January 5th, to decide whether or not to take it. In my opinion, the court must take Colorado case and either uphold it or reverse it. Because if it, if it doesn't, then you're going to have 51, counting the District of Columbia, you're going to have 51 different decisions and different standards as to what the 14th Amendment means with respect to qualifications for the presidency. And that's not the Constitution. The Constitution needs, needs to mean the same thing 
in all states of the union. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're seeing some pushback in Maine as well. The Republicans have made, they've announced that they're preparing an effort to impeach their secretary of state. Does anything happen with this? Do you expect that Bellows will get ousted over this? No, I don't think uh, she'll be impeached, John, but I do think that this decision of hers will eventually be overturned, either by a trial judge in Maine or the Supreme Court in Maine or the Supreme Court uh, of the United States. The, these decisions as to who's running for office shouldn't be made by uh, officials, and they shouldn't even be made by judges. They yeah. should be made by the voters. That's Judge Andrew Napolitano on Wake Up America. The other GOP presidential candidates spent the weekend on the campaign trail, making their final push before the Iowa caucuses, which are now less than two weeks away. I think that the contrast is very clear. Uh, you have Donald Trump running on his issues. Nikki Haley's running on her donors' issues. I'm running on the people's issues and turning this country around. Republicans have lost the last seven out of eight popular votes for president. That is nothing to be proud of. We should want to win the majority of Americans. But the only way we will win the majority of Americans is if we elect a new generational leader that leaves the negativity and the baggage behind and focuses on the solutions of the future. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former Ambassador Nikki Haley in Iowa over the weekend. Chris Christie, who was on the trail and making some TV rounds over the weekend as well, has just released a very expensive, large TV campaign. I hope it just goes to prove you I don't hate him. I don't. I just think what he's done is horribly wrong and that he doesn't deserve the right that we would give him as voters to lead us again. The amount of money that is going to be spent on political advertising this year is also going to be historical. With nearly $16 billion projected to be spent on political ads, according to Yahoo Finance. $16 billion on what will mostly be misleading information and smear campaigns. That is 30% more than what was spent in the 2019-2020 election cycle. So, it is going to be quite the year, at least as far as politics. Be sure to keep up with all the news all day long on Newsmax. It's available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Xfinity, Fios, Spectrum, and many others. And be sure to get signed up for the new Newsmax Plus. Check out NewsmaxPlus.com for a free trial. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all your favorites. Like Eric Bowling, Rob Schmidt Tonight, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly Reports, Frontline with Carl Higby, and great analysis from people like Attorney Joe DeGeneva, former Governor Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Rick Santorum, Alan Dershowitz, and many others. I'm Tony Marino. Happy New Year once again. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute every day you need the app the newsmax app find it free on your smartphone store then watch us anytime anywhere